We're back. We are back. Can't say we're happy to be here, but we're back. Begrudgingly, we have returned. This means we've, That's we've surpassed. That's wild that uh, Kurt was like crying and shit, trying to get back in on this. Now that he, <laughs> now that he found out how much money we were making, he can't believe Dude, he that walked was, away from it. Like, he's a fucking That fool. was pathetic. Yep. The way he was behaving. I felt bad for him. Just like... Shameful. In front of his kids, too. Yeah. I mean, he had his, pe- front of his, he whole had his family. parents on the phone, his in-laws <laughs> on the phone, like everyone trying to vouch for him and shit. It was just humiliating. Well, you know what? You know when you cry like real hard and like a big snot bubble comes out? I mean, I don't. I've a, seen it. I don't know. But yeah. I've, heard, I've heard of it. Well, because you're a man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, he was just crying so hard. And just like his face was all red. And he was like, you could tell his stomach was just clenched real tight trying to like, you that, know. That like snot bubble got so big it enveloped his body. And then he flew away like a hot air balloon. I know. And I was gone. That was the last time we saw now, him. I cry like that sometimes on purpose because it's good for the body and the mind to watch Toy Story 3 and do that. <laughs> but to let to let some motherfuckers hurt you like that? Uh-uh, never. You know, no. He did it to himself. Not, not a chance. He did it to not himself. a chance. That hurt coward. <laughs> that little bitch. We don't say that name anymore, friend. Oh, sorry. All right? Sorry. I, I call him he, he who. I'm all edited out. He, well, we say my my Kurt Howard. He he who cannot be named. There's only right? one only one Kurt Howard in my life now. Yep, that's the and, fictitious character. And he's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> it would so be Kurt great a, if you just started to like do things that Kurt did as Kurt Howard, the fake character. But you got his, you're just like I don't want to like adventure anymore. I just want to get a job and raise a family. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty. Just crazy. copy his whole life. I mean. Kurt, if you're listening to this, turn this off because I don't want you to glean any enjoyment from this ever again. He probably won't, even if he is listening. <laughs> you know what, Keith? You know what? Now that product it, we got keep here. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep listening. We want you to suffer through. Yeah. No. You know what? Reverse what I just said. Turn it up louder and make everyone in your family listen to. In it. fact, go back to the very first episode and listen to them all <laughs> to remind yourself what you walked away from. Oh boy! You had it good. You had it so good. All right, but enough about him. I was getting a tattoo once, and this woman came in and asked on her chest. She wanted, uh, on her chest in cursive writing, Stevens Pain Slut. Stevens, with the apostrophe S, as in possessive, Pain Slut. That's cool. That's... I mean, whatever works for them. That's their thing. That's like, that's a long-term BDSM thing that you participated in. Uh, right? I'm, you just became part of their sex life. I did actually watch it happen. Like, I watched... Oh, wait, I guess in my mind, for some reason, you were the tattoo artist in this story, but that's not the case. No, no, I was getting tattooed. This was just a neighboring... Yeah, and like, they, you know, she like pulled her, like her titties right out. Because it's kind of high on the chest, but yeah, and Steven's pain slut. Man, getting like a possessive t- tattoo like that, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen someone get property of like Adam or something tattooed on them. That's just like, I don't even have the mental horsepower of being able to convince someone to be able to do that. Like, I got... <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. I don't know if I'll ever get one. Don't. Don't you love them? You should get at least one tattoo that you regret. Maybe I'll get like a... I always said that if I ever meet Mersbo, I'll get him to tattoo my arm in Sharpie and that... Or I mean to just sign my arm in Sharpie and then I'll go get that tattooed. (laughs) Maybe maybe the same goes for like Billy Corgan. Although that would be terrible. A friend of mine oh. did that with Morrison. Morrissey signed his arm in Sharpie, and then he got it tattooed. That's cool. I mean, it's not cool because it's Morrissey, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, Murder spell, huh? Only if it was like... Is he Japanese? He's Japanese. Yeah. If he did it in like Japanese letters, that'd be cool. Like his actual... Scene. Nah, no. I want him to do it in the Roman alphabet, please. And thank you. I want people to know I have a Murrisbo tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And you never know. I mean, if you don't speak the language, you know, you don't want to get one of those tattoos that says something. He might prank me, you know. He yeah. probably would. But that'd be, that'd be a great story in and of itself. 
you know? Got pranked by Merzbo. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got this tattoo. It's a work of art. It's a work of Dada to start by Merzbo on my body. If you ever want to see some shit, right, there is an Instagram account called Snake, Snake Pit. Pit. Yes. Right? And it's Snake double underscore Pit. It's so good. The, these people's tattoos, you, you would think that, like, they were raised by wolves or just like... Like, who, who goes into place like, yeah, let me get a tattoo of three Smurfs gangbanging Smurfette? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what the... Dude, there's not? one. There's one where, like, it's... What kind of person? It's Belle from um, uh, the Disney movie. I can't, uh, Beauty and the Beast. And she's, yeah. like, in her blue dress or whatever. And she's yeah. just, like, squatting down, hiking up her dress. And oh, the boy. biggest piece of shit you've ever, you could ever imagine <laughs> is coming out of her butt and curling on the ground. It's like, if it was, like, actual size, it would be, like, a two-foot-long piece of shit curling up on the ground. This is a tattoo. Yes. Dude. It's Jesus. incredible. There's so many on there that are, like, Really well done, extremely graphic, like pussies and dicks, like exploding with cum, and they're huge. It's like someone's entire thigh is just like a spread vagina. It's like what the fuck? Like this tattoo took twelve hours to do. You know, it, it's like it's 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 really mind blowing what goes on on this. It's the best feed I've ever seen. It's incredible. I mean, you can't, fuck, man. You can't fucking imagine. smurf porn, man. I, I just like don't lots of ejaculating dicks. Like every third tattoo on there is an ejaculating dick. Oh man. Alright, so let's play some games, dude. The two of you, Carl, Kurt, you guys have just left the Medusa where you had met with the two young ladies from Fucking I used the... to have such a great time at Medusa Lounge, man. Sorry to derail it. Just Fucking good ass DJs. That place was always dead empty until one o'clock or now nah, maybe like eleven thirty or something. And then pow, it was packed and it was jamming out. It was great. Love it. Carefree days of youth. We'll never have those again, huh? Mm-hmm. I guess you still mm-hmm. made have them, Joe. You're young. Eh, not like that. Now I just have like the carefree days of middle age. Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, you guys just left there. You were actually meeting with three young ladies. From more wilted rose, Princess Porphyria, and Karen. Two of <laughs> two of the three seemed pretty into your shenanigans when you would uh, you would walk away from them and let them. Uh, you know, you said, "Show me what you got, ladies," and left on a high note. Walked out of there like you own the fucking place, like you are Medusa herself. And that I'll tell you what this 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 uh, podcast has not been beaten by a Karen yet, so I like those I guess it hasn't. So, you've got a meeting tomorrow night, Carl? Or at least you've been invited to a meet with Councilman Marshawn Jackson. We've got about a day or so before that. In the, in the meantime, when you leave the place, again, off in the distance, you see the same garbage truck you saw earlier in the evening. Once again, they still appear to be pulling bags of garbage out of the truck, tossing them onto the sidewalk, which definitely doesn't seem like the normal order of operations for this type of thing. But hey, it's Philadelphia. Who knows what's going on in this fucking place? The night the night is yours. Melbuzz. Melbuzz. I you know those like big belly trash compactor things in Philadelphia, like the, the Oh, you mean those those constantly overflowing things? Yeah. They're, they're trash cans that are supposed to compact themselves. Well and this is such this is like Phil- They're basically they're basically just an elaborate mechanism to stop uh just to dissuade homeless people from being, from like looking for food or something, right? I think it's probably just to hold more trash, but or you could take the but do the they? sinister approach. Anyway, do they to um to to like the typical Philadelphia? The handle had come off, right? Of they come. With, I think they only come without handles, and the little holes where like the handles would have went into, which is only like a half an inch deep. Was filled with trash. Like people had this jam <laughs> trash into the holes. Of course it oh was. man! Every yeah, shout out, shout out to Philadelphia. Sh- Everything's a trash can sh- here. Shout out to that's not a trash can. Now it is dot uh, <laughs> tumblr dot com. I think maybe it was Blogspot. Yeah, but it's just a blog of photos of that. <laughs> All Philly. 
Um, the guy who did it was in Philly, so it's probably mostly Philly, but he probably got submissions would, from elsewhere. Yeah, I would think most garbage-inspired art is originates in Philadelphia. Yeah. Dude, so. every nook and cranny. Anyway, um, they only say Melbuzz. I'm wondering if they're a type Melbuzz. of Melbuzz. I wonder if they're only a type of Pokemon. Huh. And you guys have both racked your brain. The name Melbuzz was not familiar to either of you. Hmm. What uh? What night is it? Like, what day of the week is it? It is Wednesday. Oh, perfect. Um, we had split up, right? Somewhere in the city, a podcast is being recorded right now. <laughs> Probably hundreds of them. So you guys are in in Center City now. It's late. It's hot, though not as hot as it's been. Maybe even a little cool for early August which is what it is now. A little bit of a time jump. It was July when you guys had disappeared into the exciting realm of Carl lesbians. <laughs> okay. Okay, Kurt. Carl, are you thinking about changing your last name to Esbian? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. But, you know, as a life-changing experience, seeing how the other side lives, you know, I got this meeting, Okay. With Marshawn Beast Mode Jackson. All right. There's a power vacuum here. Right. Ever since uh, that wizard there died, I can't remember his name. Lyndon Storm. With Lyndon Storm. Ever since he died, something's going on here. We got to get to the bottom of it. Now, I know a man like you, you know, this is something that might interest you or maybe your, uh, your master there. We gotta get involved in this. We can take them out, take whatever they're doing. They're these are important people here. I can't run and hide from this. They're gonna find me. I gotta go. The comment. I mean, Jackson's a pretty big deal. Like he picture like a cross between like Daryl Clark and Vince Fumo. Like he is a well known guy in the city. He's been in power for a long time. He's got a lot of connections, a lot of influence. Okay. So we gotta figure out. I'm going to figure out what's going on here. I think I might behoove you to do the same as well. Because once they come for me, they're just going to come for you too. Who's coming for me? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're right. (laughs) I don't know, Carl. You know... Listen, I don't really like like you personally or anything like that but I guess we have been running together lately so I feel some like small sense of loyalty which is weird what do you want to do what do you, you want me to come to this meeting with you well you go back me up I I guess I'll come you're just going to go talk to Marshawn yeah and you're going to um probably get some kind of job from him to make up for the fact that you know uh you killed his uh his main r&d guy in the war against the well i'm gonna tell you you kind of did that i might have done that did i do that we can always pin it on randy he's not coming back randy did it yeah we tried to stop him yeah we sure did look we sure did i don't that's how i remember it look no um yeah okay I'll go with you um if only because it's a it's a good opportunity to uh to meet some real power players okay first we're gonna run a little reconnaissance where I'm gonna do it you wanna tag along what what are you planning so I got some buddies down at this bar I went to the the, the ghostly types I'm gonna hit them up see if they can scope through the building for me haven't you got burnt by ghosts enough? Well, I kind of got back on them a little bit. All right. Uh, yeah, let's let's see what you got in mind. Yeah, so I call up my main man, Tom Fabe, who is a cab driver, and I uh, get him to take me to uh, the night shift, which is the bar I went to when I was looking for Yobo. Sure, it's located on Watts, right behind like the uh, Rite Aid on Broad Street. Sure. Um. 
So you have Tom Fabes, the uh, cab driver. You have his contact info. You dial him up. Hello. Hey, Tom, it's me, Carl. How are you, Carl? I'm good. Hey, do you think uh, I need a ride? Do you think you could come uh, give me and my buddy a lift down to uh, Watts? I'll be right there, just around the corner. Yeah, I knew you would be. Um, a moment later, you guys are in, uh, in Center City. You've walked a block or two since you left Medusa. And then car comes down the street. It's a, uh, it's a brown car. It's got, like, ru- it's got rusted outsides. It really looks like a piece of shit. It's definitely not the car that he had picked you up in previously. Um, but you know it's him. You could feel it. You feel it as well, Kurt, when it, it turns the corner. You got like a little rush, a little exhilaration from it. Got a spike in your blood for a moment. The kind you get when you've uh, gotten visits from your patron, when you've transformed. Like that buzz of energy kind of comes into your body. The Carl pulls up next to you. The windows are... You thought they were tinted, but as you get closer, you see they're just like yellowed and browned with like cigarette smoke stains or something. There's a faint scent of brimstone and sulfur emanating from the vehicle. In we go. <laughs> you you oh, touch the handle to pull open the to get into the back seat, and it's warm to the touch. You know, it's even even though it's summer in the city and this thing's metal, it shouldn't be this warm. But you get in and you slide. Your body kind of sticks a little to the vinyl seating in the back of it, and you see like a. An older guy, kind of rat-faced, straggly hair, looks back over at you as you slide in. He makes very strong eye, t- on, uh, eye contact with you, Kurt. You're going in as well? Um, yeah, I presume I recognize this man. He winks at you. Um, gives you one of those. You know exactly who this man is. Mm-hmm. Oh, cards. Nice to see you again. Hey, you too. And I- who, who is your friend, then? Certain I've never met this man before. He looks entirely unfamiliar to me. This is my man. This is my best friend, Kurt Howard. Look. Kurt Howard, so nice to meet you for the first time. Uh, yes. uh, uh, (laughs) Likewise. Likewise, sir. Let me tell you what's going on here, Tom. Uh, You need a ride. We do. And I give him the address to the night shift. It's a dirty little street there, Watts. Well, we're on some dirty business here. So, you know, we kind of ran afoul of some vampires. Marshawn Lynch, you know, he's a, he's a, uh, he's a congressman here in Philadelphia. It turns out he's a vampire, and he's in some sort of mystical war with the Mummers, who are turned out to be evil mm-hmm. wizards trying to take over the city. Can you believe that, Tom? Fascinating story. He's made, like, two turns, and you're, like, pulling onto Watts Street now. You somehow... Like when you were in the car with him previously, covered a great distance of the city very, very quickly. That's a fascinating story. So me and uh, me and Kurt here, he had some he had some doubts about it. We're going to meet with him, see what we can learn. You know, you say he's, great. A, he's a vampire. There's mummers involved, huh? Oh, it's yeah. quite a fantastic story. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? I just uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to go along with my friend because you know, um, but I'd, sir, uh, you know uh, it's always uh, it's always good to make some contacts with, uh, with with power players around the city. You know. Yes, you seem like the kind of man who's always working, aren't you, Kurt Howard? I'll tell you what, uh, I I work real hard. No rest for the weary. Not for this one. No rest for the eerie either. No rest, no rest for the... Yeah, none of those. No well, rest for Timothy Leary. <laughs> that, that, that LSD will keep you up all night. Yes, it will. Well, it looks like we've got you to your destination, Carl. Well, thanks a lot. I, thanks, I... thanks for the information. It sounds yeah. like quite, quite a pickle you've got yourself into. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I just kind of get out. By the way, I've got a business venture, Carl. Oh, yeah? I'm opening up an escape room down in Whitman, Philadelphia's hottest neighborhood. Well, I've been there. That sounds like the kids go crazy for them. Perhaps you'd 
like to work the door for us? Well, I did sell my sausage shop, so I do need uh, a normal nine to five. This is two rides now you've taken from me. Well, I figured I would actually give you money for the uh, <laughs> for for these rides. Oh, the meter's broken. Oh, that's a shame. So I'm assuming this ride's free then. No, that's not how it works. Hmm. Hey, Carl. Um, just I'll tell you what. This sounds like a great opportunity, man. Uh, those escape rooms are big business now. Maybe a good spot to lay low. You know, you could probably wear a mask or something. You won't get busted. I think you should take them up on it. Okay, I'll work the door at your room there. This is a door in the basement I'll need you to hang out by. The, the, are you talking about the Leo door? Oh, I, I, I don't know what it's called, but I think it would suit you just well. Well, have a good night then. Okay, bye then. You step out of the brown, rusted car, leaving the sulfur and cigarette smoke behind. Can I take corruption for that? Um, what, uh, what, do you, what did you do? I tried to co- convince him to do something uh, on my patron's behalf, right? I don't know. What do you think, Carl? Do you feel like uh, you're convinced? Do you think Kurt was laying on you at all? If he's trying to get me to do a debt, I'm not going to honor that debt. Straight up. Like, I've already made my... The uh, Tom, you're saying? The, you're yeah, the Tom Fabe. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I mean, you got a debt on him from last time. And this time it's kind of the same debt, but it's definitely a greater level of it. Um, so I think that's TBD over there, Kurt. I think if you can convince him to do this, then yes. Because it seems like it's not something he wants to do. Damn, I want that corruption. <laughs> Give me that corruption. You, you can always have that moment of intimacy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I walk into the night shift. And I know it's the dart leaf there. Yeah, so the night shift has like a little wooden door seemingly in the back of the right aid. Most people who walk by just assume that's where it, it leads. Maybe like a little staff door or something. You've been here before. You know it's like a night hangout. Yeah. Steps go down, lead to a very small room. It can't be more than 20 by 20. Just a couple of tables, a little open area where there's a dart board set up and a small bar with a guy named Charlie behind it. He's like pale white. No hair anywhere um, that you could see. He's wearing a Phillies t-shirt. It's just property of Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> That's so dumb. Hey, Charlie, I like your t-shirt. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey I'm here for, here for the Dart League. Dart League's on Tuesday. It was You definitely said Wednesday the oh. last time. Oh, yeah, you're right. Look, uh, they're, all, they're all set up. Uh, they were, I got to say, the guys were a little pissed. You no-showed last week. Yeah, sorry. Turns out I was stuck in a car lesbian's dimension. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, I do. He's giving you some side-eye too, Kurt. You've never been to this place. I don't know if you know anything about it, do you? Um, Can I, like, um, hit the streets? I guess this isn't hit the streets. This would be investigate a place of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you roll night? Roll a night. I got a one in night. I got a a 10, so that's pretty good. Yeah, so... I get to mark night. This place Mm -hmm. is pretty much what it appears to be. It's like a hangout. This is similar to information Carl got before. For people who are part of night, who aren't necessarily looking to rock the boat. A lot of ghouls hang out here, just 9 to 5, union guys doing their thing. That being said, there is an element that does pass through this place. This is where Carl had come to get some info when he was doing some ghost hunting, things like that. Um, so the place is very much like the low-key corner bar of of night in Philadelphia. Um, you can also ask me one question about the schemes and politics of this place since you've got a 10 plus. Charlie, who you uh, just became acquainted with, is definitely like the owner, sole bartender of the place. Um, all right. Um, what kind of, like, uh, you said, like, you know, some elements of, like, you know, some shadier stuff moved through here. Um, like, what, what, like, sort of illegal or underground or, like, um, dangerous, uh, shit is Charlie into? Is Charlie into? Um, Charlie likes keeping it straight. 
he likes playing it low key. So you don't think he's mm-hmm. really involved in it. However, mm. you have heard that this place has some connections to power. Interesting. Moving around some objects, probably getting some labor here from um, for our projects that need manpower, some muscle, things like that. Power is like kind of a scarce faction. You're talking wizards, seers. There aren't many of them. And when they need to like bulk out their numbers, they may dip into a place like this to recruit some knights, especially ghouls. Ghouls are just kind of muscle. They don't necessarily have like a particular power or area they fit into. But you've heard some rumors and things like that that if you needed to maybe recruit some muscle, um, get some people who can keep their mouth shut, something like that, this may be a place to do it. Okay. So the uh, Dart League guys are shooting around. You had joined a, a Dart team last time, Carl, called uh, Sirius as a Dart attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They were excited about you. I mean, you performed really well that night. But then uh, they look at you. A couple of guys are there, shake their heads. Oh, look who's come around. Hey, they guys. Late, they lay in the dollar short, buddy. We got our asses kicked last week. I am sorry. I'm here now. Uh, I just try to casually join a game of darts. Yeah, it's not hard to get in there, throw around. Yeah. They're easy going enough, guys. I mean, they're giving you a hard time, but they don't take the lead. All that seriously. The fact that you no showed them, I mean, it doesn't put you in good standing, but they're not going to like kill you over it. Yeah. If they knew what you did for a living, then they'd want to kill you. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh. Hey, what do you do? What do you do for a living, by the way? I, uh, I used to own. I, and he I, said, I, when he said living, he put like quote fingers up. I laugh. <laughs> I, uh, I used to own a sausage shop in, uh, Port Richmond, you know. Now I'm a, a landlord, and uh, I might work the door later at an escape room, which I think might be owned by Baffo Matt. Hey, I really think you should uh, take him up on I that. Might. I think that's I a might. great great opportunity for you. <laughs> um, well, it sounds like you got your hands full. I do, I do. Actually, you know, I've been looking for Yobu, because I, uh, I need a little job from, uh, I need some ghostly jobs here. Well, you know he doesn't come around here. Yeah, I know. I yeah, heard Char- that. Him and Charlie had some kind of falling out a while back, and uh, yeah, he doesn't really come around here. You know, any? Uh, I need. Uh, I might. I kind of lean in a little bit. I'm kind of looking for the uh, the keyhole peepers. I need a little job done by them guys. You know, from your previous visit, Charlie does not like the keyhole peepers. So you're smart to uh, keep your keep your voice down. Why don't you roll your heart? The keyhole peepers, huh? I have rolled a 10 in my heart. A 10 in my heart. And, and another vague, nebulous statistic. <laughs> the words. Heart. I'm not even sure what that's getting at, that it's like used in the persuasion thing. Like, it's not like necessarily how genuine you are. Maybe it is because when you trick people, you roll mind. You're like you're having a heart to heart, you know. You're really putting it out on the line there. I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Um, he, the guy, he he keeps his voice low. Well, you got some uh, couple questions. Yeah, you know what? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. I ain't seen Yobu around in a little while. Seems like he just dropped off. Couple of them, Millie, Moon, they were asking for him recently. And I don't know what, I mean, I just know that you were looking around for them. Last that I heard, they all been hanging out, 22nd and Market, one of those old, dirty movie theaters. <laughs> the one that collapsed? <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been knocked down, but they still hang around. They said it brings back good memories for them or something. I don't know. But that's, that's where, I, I hear that's where their clubhouse is. Mm. They just like the energy of that place. Bunch of creeps, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just need... Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And then I, I just pick a dart up and throw a zinger straight into the bullseye. When you roll your blood. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Twelve. Zinger right into that bullseye. Oh! Man, we could use you. Are you leaving? You're not going to stick around for the game tonight? The match? I figured I missed it. It's like one in the morning. You did miss it. You did miss it. Okay. <laughs> Two matches you missed now. Oh, I'm sorry. Next week, though, we can count on you, right? Oh, of course. Of course. 
I'll be here. I wouldn't miss it. All right. Well, hey. I mean, then thanks for the information, fellow. You doing anything while this is going down, Kurt? No, I don't really like this place. It's not my style. The floor um, is like a little un- sticky. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of uncomfortable here, honestly, and I'm not really, uh, not really feeling all that motivated to talk to any of these people. Fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I get a different cab and head over to Twenty Second Market if uh, Kurt wants to come along. Yeah, I guess I'll keep going on this fucking tour of the worst that Philadelphia has to offer. <laughs> what, now you don't want to go to the site of an abandoned porno movie theater? Oh my god. Wait, are we going to the fort? Yeah. yeah. Or what's left uh-huh. of it? I couldn't believe that place was still around like five years ago. Fucking you guys, You guys ever go there? No, I've never no. been in the fort. Have you? I have. Jeez, you've lived. Wow, you have lived. The only time I ever went to like a one of those like video peep show booths was also at like the porno store right next to that. I was probably like not 19. They were talking about a nasty fucking thing. Yeah. Those things, man, you just like put your quarters in and there's like a TV screen and you're just like hitting buttons to like flip through different porn movies and people are just like rubbing them out and shooting on the floor. It's gross. <laughs> I'll, yeah. Holy shit. That's real nasty. I mean, that's me. it's kind of future. It's kind of futuristic too, if you think about it. <laughs> really? It's hey, you think that's futuristic? That you go into a booth and, and just like look through a hole at pornography and beat no, off on the there floor. There was no hole. It's like it was like a stand-up booth. You could, I mean, it was a stand-up because you didn't want to sit down. Like you don't want to touch a goddamn thing. And there was like a TV screen that had like four screens to it, and each one was playing a different movie. And you could hit a button. To like psych, and every time you hit the button, the screens would change to different movies. And you had like fucking two minutes. It was like fuck, you know. I'm, I'm racing the clock here. <laughs> wow. In All like right. A, in like a nasty Blade Runner way. Yeah, it's yeah. futuristic. And uh, there was a, a Blade Runner you, vibe to it, I suppose. You get what I'm getting. You get what, see what I'm getting. I do. I imagine it's like. Red lighting as well, so it's just like all oh, crazy. It's, you know, it's like a it's like a black light. It lights up everything in the room. Oh no! No, no, no. If it was a black light, you'd kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to see what's going on in there. That's fucking nasty. Wait, is the forum one of the buildings that collapsed and somebody died? That was the Salvation Army that collapsed. Next to the that was right, that was on was that right same there. block. Yeah. You could beat off, yeah, get that... jizz all over your pants. Walk right next door to the Salvation Army, get new pants. Yeah, get new pants. Or no, <laughs> pro tip: you buy the pants first from Salvation Army, <laughs> and then you just leave them there. I mean, that's how you do. It. What do you think kept the that's Salvation smart. Army in business? Disposable pants. You're yeah, right. Pants to jizz. That's that's smart. Get your jizz pants here is what it said in the window. Jizz pants, all sizes. Jizz pants by prescription only. Say jizz pants a couple more times, <laughs> just for, just for the you know for the record. Don't be. I'm feeling some sex negativity coming out of you right here, right now, Joe. That's not very no, I'm Joe. Serious, Jeff. That's, I'm serious, Jeff. I want to hear you say jizz, jizz pants, pants over and over again. I mean, if you do it right, you don't even need them. You pop it right all over the floor. You know, you don't get it on your pants. No dribble. No dribble. That gets harder as you get in your thirties. You grab a cab. Yep. You head up, head back uptown, mere blocks from where you just were at the Medusa, to hunt down, look for the Keyhole Peepers, who are a gang of ghosts that collect dirt on people. From what you've heard, they like kind of go towards the dirty side of things. They, they like secrets. They like catching people with their pants down. That kind of stuff. That's what they're what they're into. Yobu, the deceased deceased Yobu. <laughs> Roll, rolled with them but I guess they, they probably feed off of the energy of the old forum this voyeuristic kind of nasty place up there so that's where your guys are, are headed now um, so you're there you're 22nd in market what is there now uh, it's a building it's an apartment building it's a shitty bar I used to DJ at what the fuck was that place called I don't know yeah I, I kind of Look for the 
the like you know what would have been ground zero of the form. What are you trying to get here? I'm trying to talk to keyhole keyhole peepers. Why don't you roll night? You're gonna hit the, hit the streets. Eight and my night is a one. That's a nine. You linger around the outside of this place. It's one of these new construction apartment things. Got a glass door out front. It's like five buildings. A little call box to get buzzed in outside. But you linger out on the sidewalk there. You know how to kind of make yourself visible, attract attention in a low-key way. You're not out there like flapping your arms looking like an asshole. You're over there. I think you smoke, right? You're hanging out. Yeah, I smoke. Having a cigarette, hoping to uh, attract some attention. Are you doing anything, Kurt? You just there? I'm just, again, like, just ugh, I don't like being here. Like, All right, you grab a drink down the street. You hang out in Central City, then. Grab it, grab a drink. I mean, I'm, no, I'm like there with him, you know? But I'm just like, looking around. I got a look on my face like I smell something, you know? I'm a snobby guy. I don't hang around these kinds sure, of places. Sure, you notice it first, you then. You're just kind of looking around, disgusted with the area. And you notice... Carl leaning against the wall, smoking one of his cigarettes, waiting for something to happen. A figure kind of like floats out of the new construction right behind him. Actually passes right through Carl. You get like a little bit of a cold chill, Carl. And you see a guy. Looks like he's probably in his 40s. He's wearing like combat fatigue, like army pants, fatigues. Um, as Alan Iverson would say, the only thing I know about fatigue is that they army pants. One of my <laughs> Damn, that's a good AI. One of my all-time favorite quotes. One. So good. He's got on like a black guinea tea, a ghostly cigarette hanging from his lips. He floats right through you, looks you up and down. Now, there's a reason why you're just hanging out here, isn't there? You're looking. There for might something. be. You're looking for something, kid. And he like kind of puts his hand along your face. It's ghostly. Passes right through you. But he's kind of like caressing you a little bit. Definitely looking you up and down. Yeah. I might be looking for something here. I'm looking for some help uh, Some help that maybe some ghosts might be able to give me. Well, I can give you whatever you need. Okay. Are you a pervert? You kind of sound like a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, do, you, do you want the truth? Always. I'm a nasty motherfucker. Okay. Okay. I like this. I appreciate your honesty. The things that I want, or the things that you want, they do not come cheap. But okay. a, hands- a handsome young man like you. Well, I am I am in my mid to early, 50, early to mid 50s. So I do appreciate that. You know, some people age like my, wine. Some people age like milk. I'm a wine. Um, yeah, you know, I may know somebody, a bunch of vamps, a bunch of vamps having a meeting tomorrow at uh, 27th and, and uh, Diamond. Yeah. And uh, rough neighborhood. Yeah. Some and I tough, uh, some rough, tough boys out that way. Oh, the roughest and toughest. And, uh, I may want them, I might need somebody to go there tonight, kind of snoop around the building, see what it's like, see how many people are inside there, ways in, ways out. You know, someone who can go around real sneaky and not get caught. Maybe tell how many vampires are in there and what they, what they got. What's in it for me? Well. And again, he like puts his hand up to you, kind of caresses your face. I will let you watch me masturbate. Oh, you don't have to let me do that. <laughs> I can do that anytime I want. <laughs> okay. Plan B. What do you need? <laughs> I want to watch him masturbate. And he Car- looks over at Kurt. And I, 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 I go, Kurt! <laughs> Kurt, come over here real quick. I go over there. Hey. Yeah, what's up? So we got a little bit of a predicament here, okay? Uh, these ghosts here... Gonna, they, they'll scout out the building, ways in, ways out, how many vamps are there, you know, what's going on. 
but he may need a little something from us. It's actually pretty uh, pretty simple. Probably something you do every every day. Some some of us. <laughs> he wants to watch you masturbate. I look at the ghost. What's he look like? <laughs> it's like a kind of a disheveled, kind of haggard-looking guy. Maybe early forties. Really hard to tell. He's wearing like combat fatigue pants, black guinea tee. Kind of dark. Fit? Uh, it's probably fit at one time. Now it's a bit. It's tight in the shoulders, stretched out in the gut. And despite the fact mm. it's like spectral and kind of transparent, you can make out some stains on it. It's not really my he's type. Got a, he's had know. the same cigarette in his hand for about 15 years. It doesn't look, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's gone out. Yeah, this fucking... That's not, I mean, you, compared to the no. strapping young man you uh, spent some time with in Chinatown, this guy does not hold a candle. Yes, you know, that's not really my type. Um, you need to take one for the team right now. What do you want me to do? What, I mean, what do you want this for? What are you getting He's out of this? He's going to go sneak around. And tell us what's up with this building. You can get in without being seen. We're going to know the layout, how many vamps are in there, any defenses they got. What kind of what kind of meeting is this? Well, you're sending me into a vamp lair. Got the fences going on. I don't know about this. Well, let's say that's private. It's not the only thing that's private that we're talking about. We're talking here. about the wieners. We're talking about a lot of private stuff. Uh, gee, I don't know about this. So hold, Carl. hold it mean, for a debt. You'll owe a debt to the Keyhole Peepers, who are make no doubt about it, a perverted organization of night. They are undead creatures, um, who get off on weird shit, collect information, and they sell it off to people. So you owe a debt Carl, to that network. You know, Carl, I don't think I I'm ready for before, that. This is, this is your problem. And this I was unprepared for how nasty they would be. You guys ever been unprepared for nastiness? You guys are fucking creeps. I don't know what I was thinking about coming here. Oh, what? You're better than us? I'm still alive, bitch. Yeah, I'm better than you. I don't watch people beat off and then do creepy stuff. No, you just... Appreciate the services of those who will. I think that puts us on the same page. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. So, Carl, it sounds like you're backing out of this arrangement. You don't really like these guys. You dipped the toe a little bit into the world of the keyhole peepers, and you don't like what they want out of you. You don't like the idea of owing them something. I do need that information, though. Jeez. What do you think, Kurt? You know, I don't know. You work with all kinds of unsavory characters. Like, this ain't that bad. Right. I don't know if that, that might be a new thing for you, Carl. Working with the unsavory types. You know what? It's just some perverts. Like, it's no big deal. Like, you're not above using their services, so why would you be above being part of their services if they call it on you. What kind of, what kind of fucking, you know, I guess that's just, you're just a typical American consumer. <laughs> you know, you don't want to look slave labor in the face, but you want to reap its benefits. Ooh. Same thing here. You want that dirty work. You want that dirty work. You just don't want to get your, your nice little manicured fingers dirty. I hope that's real hypocritical. Carl. These are the working point. hands of America. What's your name, Mr. Ghost Pervert? Moon. Moon, I owe you one. You get in that building, 27th and Diamond. You come back. You got any more info than that? Just tw- it's an intersection. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Did he give me any more information? Nope, they just told you 20. They didn't even say there was, there was a building there. They just said 27 and oh Diamond. Oh, my God. They're probably going to pick you up in a car and drive you to City Hall or something. <laughs> blindfolded. <laughs> Masonic temple there or something. Um, fuck, you're right. I didn't even think about that. I, w- I just assumed it was like a building or something. Send him to Marshawn's office or something. Get some dirt that way. 
Yeah, I need you to go to Marshawn Jackson's office. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's who we're working with? That's who we're working with. He's a vampire. Oh, now you're being a bitch, huh, Moon? I know he's a vampire. This ain't no ordinary job. Now, all of a sudden, pretty boy like you got some big questions. Marshawn Jackson. He is a sexy thing, though, isn't he? He must be, what, 6'6", 6'7", muscles, that hair, that distinguished look. Oh, he is something else. Don't forget those graceful teeth. He is a a snack. Well, sounds like you're going to have yourself quite a meal. I wouldn't mind taking a peep at him. It's going to cost you extra, though. No, I'm not doing that. Look. Oh, you one thing. I'm not, not for Marshawn Jackson. Nope. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing the slippery slope down to the ultimate perversion like you motherfuckers. I'm just not doing it. That's too much for me. Two debts. Nope. One debt. That's not that big. It's a deal. big deal. Carl? Next thing you know, I'll be sniffing panties and. <laughs> You know, I can't smell anymore. Why don't you tell me what they smell like? <laughs> paint, paint a word picture for me. So here's what you're going to want to do. <laughs> you want to get a, get a cup and put some vegetables in there. Let them vegetables sit out in the sun for quite a long time, okay? <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. What? What, Kurt? He asked me to paint him a word picture. Yeah, he can't on, smell on. anymore. Okay. Maybe some like compost pile or whatever. I'm gonna put that in a cup, sit out in the sun for a long, long time. Okay. All right. One one question then. A debt and one question, pretty boy. All right, I could do that. Like just a favor. We've been wondering about one of our friends, a guy named Yobu. We'd certainly appreciate it if you could keep a lookout for him. I can keep a look. Do you know anything about him? I can. like that information. It's it's rare that someone disappears from us. Maybe he found the better, more perverted city. Maybe that's what we'd like to think, that he's just somewhere neck deep in it. (laughs) Maybe he took the ghost bus to to Philadelphia or to New York City. Possible. Maybe he's in Amsterdam in the Ghost Light District. He might be. Okay, if I know anything, if I hear anything, I'll tell you, okay? Why don't you roll your mind? Oh, boy. Did you just tell him? I thought about it. I rolled a 10. Okay. They don't pick up any uh, weird behavior or anything. So what do you want to know about Marshawn? I want to know if he has any, uh, one, if he has any plans for your boy Carl here. And, uh. Don't you want to know, like, what he's into? Who he's spending time with? That. Sheets he sleeps on? That'd be good, too. And, uh, if he, uh, has any sort of beef with the mummers and where, what's that all about? You're asking a lot for one night. Hey, whatever you can find, all right? And where can I report back to you? I'll be back here at uh, at 5 p.m. tomorrow. All right. He's going to dig up some info for you. Okay. I just kind of nod to him and, like, blow him a kiss. And, like, lick my lips seductively. <laughs> uh, walk away. He, like, looks at you. But then his gaze really lingers on Kurt. Well, he likes you. He likes you, Kurt. Wave goodbye. Then he like fades off into the wall. A moment later, he comes back out of the wall. (laughs) And he's just staring at you guys. All right, that's terrible. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go get some sleep. We have a big day tomorrow, okay? Yeah, sure. What time is it? It's late. Hmm. Okay. 
I'm going to go back to my place. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go to sleep. Talking to those art students, you know, they reminded me of, uh, you know, when I was their age. You know, I used to have dreams. I wasn't always just trying to, like, live a hedonistic lifestyle and uh, work for the work for a demon full-time, you but know? You I wanted to go to art school. I never got the opportunity. But I used to draw a lot. I used to uh, fuck around with electronic music. You definitely saw in these women, like, the thrill of discovery, the thrill of creation. They had found yeah, this man. book and did something with it, and then something happened. They were kind of taking charge of only for a moment of their of their life. Something that it did. It did resonate with you. I miss that shit, man. I miss that. Um, so I just kind of stay up all night, like, drawing and stuff, and just trying to, like, see if I can capture that old feeling again. Remember what it's like. It's still there. That's dope. That's dope. I go home and I look through pictures of, uh, you know, old family pictures of my family that was killed by vampires at Bonk's Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Great crabs there, I hear. <laughs> you were one of what, like 13 kids? Yeah. Big family. And they're all dead. You're the sole survivor? Yep. Of a vampire mm-hmm. attack? They all had their blood all sucked out? Yep. So then both of you drift off to sleep, each focusing on a different aspect of your past. Carl, something that you once had, your family, the sense of community that was there. Kurt, something that you never were. The dreaming young man, the artist, the world, all there in front of you. But maybe if you squint hard enough. Or maybe if you open your eyes wide enough, you'd still see it. Mm-hmm.